Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. For some America listeners, welcome to my 404th ever show of all around sports. We're each Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, with whom we will be discussing college football and the various uh, red lights to postpone the fall season and green lights to move forward with the fall season. So, uh, as always, it'll be... Uh, can't miss conversation with our expert of college football, A.P. Stedham. Well, let me start with my bizarre story of the week, which sent shockwaves through New England. And that was when Boston Bruins goalie, Tuka Rast, opted out of the NHL playoffs with the announcement coming a mere two hours, maybe less, before puck drop on Saturday which was scheduled for noon, so this came in around 10, 10.30 on Saturday morning. It was a stunning uh, event. Uh, again, less than two hours before puck drop, even with his bizarre post-game comments, news conference following uh, the loss to the Carolina Hurricanes on Thursday night. And... Uh, at that news conference, it was clear Tuca's heart wasn't in it, left everybody mystified, said things like, uh, just wasn't the same up in the bubble, no home crowd, of course. I think he used the word dull. Um, they had just lost a game. Um, and basically, everything he said, uh, you know, he said he wasn't like stressed out over the result. <laughs> of the game they had just lost, uh, keeping in mind they had swept the Hurricanes last year. So they were, they were, they sort of had their Hurricanes number until that loss. And it was bizarre and uh, certainly generated a lot of discussion, but uh, never in a million years did people expect this result. Um, we have to assume they were, he and management were probably talking from immediately following that press conference right through Saturday morning. I don't think it was decided on Saturday morning. I think it was just simply announced on Saturday morning. And, uh, but that's when we found out. And again, it was just uh, a, a true stunner. 
um, almost up here for Boston sports or remember where you were kind of moment because you just couldn't believe you were getting this news as you were preparing to watch game three. Uh, but backup goalie Yaroslav Halak, Halak, excuse me, uh, came up huge, and the Bruins played inspired uh, and won the game. They're up 2-1. They play again tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern against the Hurricanes, game four. And uh, again, uh, the team looked great. They they won 3-1, to one and... Uh, and the one they gave up was just a, uh, just uh, where the goalie, Halak, lost his head for a minute and kind of went behind the net to clear out a puck and uh, flicked it up over the net. And there was a hurricane right there, batted it down with his hand and uh, put it in the net from two feet away. So that, that was crazy, but turns out Brad Marsh and... Uh, said that that goal said on the bench immediately uh this goal wasn't going to cost us the game rallied the troops they come back and indeed it did not and they they held their own and uh and just played terrific so maybe the best game they've played since they didn't win a game in the uh, round robin and you know looked good in game one winning in overtime not so good in game two when they lost, uh, but really put it all together uh, and just clearly we're playing with a mission despite the shocking news. But again, I'm guessing it wasn't all that shocking to them. That seems to be the word up here in New England that, uh, again, following the press conference. And, of course, they've been observing Tuca, uh, you know, the whole time up here in the bubble. And clearly it just wasn't working for him. Uh, he left because he wanted to be with his family. Um, and it was just that simple. So, uh, never a dull moment here in Boston sports, that's for sure. My highlight of the week was the play-in game immediately following the Bruins game on Saturday afternoon between the Portland Trailblazers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, It was won by the Blazers, and who were led, as always, by bubble MVP Damian Lillard. It was indeed Dame time. And this felt like uh, a real, true NBA playoff game. Uh, We all know they've been playing for a couple weeks, um, but it's really the completion of the regular season. Tough to keep it all straight. Um, And the games were fun and whatnot, some good games in there. But it was really about the Blazers and uh, others fighting – you know, fighting for a uh, for their spot um, to get into the play on play in game, and uh, and it was just again tremendous. Uh, John ja Morant, the rookie from Memphis, was unbelievably impressive, and after the game, came out that he. Uh, He's playing with a broken thumb for the past four games. And uh, also, um, Nurkic, their center for the Trailblazers, revealed that his grandmother had died of COVID. So uh, he played an inspired game, to put it mildly. 
So now we have uh, the Blazers, who got in as the lowest seed, number eight seed, I believe, will be playing the number one seed, Lakers, uh, in the playoffs, NBA, which start today, which is great. Four games, uh, which are Jazz at Nuggets starting at uh, 130, Nets at Raptors at 4, 76ers at Celtics, so Celtics and Bruins both playing tonight. Boston's fired up about that. That's at 6.30. And then Mavericks Clippers, which has the potential to be a great series, uh, given how Luka Doncic is playing and the Clippers are the Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George. So here we go. Now we get into the really good stuff. Uh, the NHL playoffs have been fabulous, as they always are. And now we have the NBA playoffs starting uh, literally in about an hour. So uh, with you know, four games a day. You know, it doesn't get any better than that to go along with the three or four games a day that they've been playing in the NHL. So this is what we've waited for, sports fans. Uh, meaningful playoff games with both leagues uh, giving us what we haven't had for months and months and months, uh, which is pretty much uh, daytime and nighttime. Uh, NHL and NBA playoffs games. So the, the, this is the top of the pyramid and, and long awaited. And now it's finally arrived. Uh, that leads into my low light of the week, as I referenced earlier, which of course is the Big Ten and the Pac 12 postponing their fall football season. The, uh, the fallout is <laughs> the fallout from postponing fall is uh, indeed massive, as you would expect. Um, because partly because the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are moving forward. Uh, the part with the Big 10 that has everybody upset, including parents uh, of players, as well as Justin Fields, quarterback of Ohio State, who got a petition signed by, I believe, over 200,000, is that just four or five days in advance of last Monday's announcement, right after our show ended, it came out. Um, the Big Ten had announced their, quote, schedule, <laughs> and uh, you know, which I believe was conference only. And then they dropped, you know, they dropped the bombshell that they were uh, postponing fall season. You have to wonder, because there's not a lot of support out there for the spring season. Not many people truly, really believe it's going to happen. And then uh, Pact 12 immediately followed suit. And we'll get into all of this with AP Stedham. And now let's take our break. And next up will be, indeed, our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. 
planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you very much. Doing well, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, A.P., when last we talked, of course, at the end of uh, you know last week at this time, uh, no sooner did our show end, it felt like, within an hour or two, uh, the massive news came down that the Big Ten was postponing their fall season to the spring, um, and the outcry has been large and growing louder, and of course, the Pac-12 immediately followed suit and also postponed their fall season into the spring. And uh, AP, I'll start right here since you're an SEC expert. I mean, uh, when I say it's growing louder, parents are demanding, as is Justin Fields and, oh, 200,000-plus petitioners (laughs) who signed his petition as to why why the Big Ten changed heart from announcing their schedule what would have been four or five days ahead of last Monday, uh, went from announcing their schedule to postponing the season. And then tonight, uh, we have the SEC, who along with the uh, ACC and Big 12 are moving forward with plans to play football (coughs) this fall. And they're announcing their schedule. Uh, So you can't ignore... You know the, the the parallels here as the 
uh, again, as the hue and cry as to why the Big Ten announced the schedule, then canceled, postponed their season up against tonight, the SEC announcing their schedule. Uh, I'm sure it just makes Big Ten people matter. Yes, as and I think they're very good. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, right, right. M-A-T-T, well, I'm sorry, matter, John. Madder. Right, right. Angry. Madder, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think they're getting a little nervous because the SEC, just because of the geographical location and the amount of players, four- and five-star players are, are in this region, they have a built-in advantage in recruiting. Correct. Now they're going to be playing their games. They're attempting to play their games in the Big Ten and Pet 12 are on the sideline. The Max on the sideline, of course, and uh, the Big 12, I believe, is going to play in the ACC and the American Athletic Conference and the Sun Belt. So uh, anytime there's any slightest advantage, John, the coaches, slightest. the athletic directors, there's a concern. So, Correct. you know, the SEC, they're going to be on film. You know, if they can get through these games, their players are going to have a chance to, you know, be visited by the NFL scouts. They're going to be on film. So that's an advantage for them. Uh, the SEC is going to be watched by all these recruits on TV every week and be one of the few games in town. So uh, that's that's a reason for the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and anybody else sitting out this season to be mad and concerned. And, and John, I think uh, to, just to mention the Big Ten and the Pac-12, I believe all these parents and the players – I'm not sure they're satisfied with the answers that were given to them for, to cancel a season. And I'll just give you an example, John, about transparency in 2020. The SEC coaches, they announced the two additional games to make it a 10-game uh, schedule for the 2020 season. Right. Well, they were on the conference call, and I think about four or five of them, they were not very happy because there was really not a clear uh explanation of the philosophy of why each team was given two games, you know, that particular opponent, those particular opponents. Uh, right, for instance, like everyone thought that was, everyone thought that they were just going to roll over the 21 and 22 of, for instance, on the Western side, it would be the East division opponent for Alabama would have been at Florida and uh, I think the other one was Vanderbilt actually, but they yep. ended up with, hosting Kentucky and traveling to Missouri, just to give you an example. But if you don't have transparency in these days, John, if you don't explain to people, I mean, you are a partner. You are a partner. You know, you're a player, you're a coach, you're a partner with that program. And if you can't give a good reason to the people that are closest to you, it's not going to set well. So you're going to have all of your feelings hurt. You're going to have opinions voiced that are dissenting and not, not on the same page and in harmony with the with the league. In this case, the Big Ten and, and then the SEC. You know, the coaches not happy. The Pac-12. So people are are they're not going to, you know, you're not going to silence them in, in this day and age, especially this year, 2020. People are all housed up and isolated, and their you know their frustrations are building and have been building through these last sure. six months or so. So. Uh, these athletic directors and, uh, you know, the commissioners especially, they better have some good answers because there's plenty of time to deliberate 
and th- uh, think out, you know, your plan and your tactics and your strategy. And there's no reason for you not to share it with the athletic directors, the head football coaches, and their staff, and the players, and the, and the parents. Yeah, it just doesn't fly anymore, AP. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, some people have said that, you know, the right before, you know, in the week leading up to the postponement uh, last Monday that, you know, I think Sunday night, the night before, college football players, most of them stars, had a conference call and talked about a college football players association, i.e. a union. And it was, you know, from Trevor Lawrence to Justin Fields, apparently were on the call, but somehow, some way, that got, you know, seen as the big, uh, like, that. A lot of people think that had an effect on the Big Ten. I guess there was maybe, you know, I'm not sure why that's exactly tied to the Big Ten. Obviously, they had players on the call, but anyway, yes. nothing will send shutters through, <laughs> you know, <laughs> college football, college sports in general, than the formation of a players union uh, as we both know and AP you know that said um, my problem is very simple you know they did why did they cancel it last Monday why didn't they wait I just don't understand it for the life of me I mean maybe it's who I am but you know the day they canceled you, you know the Boston Marathon was moved from last spring it's April time frame to this September as in a couple weeks from now and right. then back in like June, June, which seems like a lifetime ago, <laughs> you know, they announced that it was just canceled. Right. And the first words out of my mouth, and right. it has been a few times during this pandemic, is why are they doing this now? Why don't they wait? Uh, I, I would just wait until you can't wait any longer. And I don't know why they had to announce in June. I know Marathon, I've been to many, <laughs> you know, draws yeah. an audience from around the world. I get that. But I, it just felt early. Yeah. And I wasn't alone. The media up here all felt the same way. But in this case, AP, they just, in my mind, all they had to do, Big Ten and Pac-12, just move it back in coordination with SEC and whatnot to September 26th start date and then announce basically Labor Day weekend. Just that simple. And then... um, or immediately fall like the day after, which is the quote business New Year, so perfect day when new to to announce big news and uh, and you know that that would have just been that. And part of my thinking there is that yeah, as we're already seeing for better and worse, AP, you know, students are now returning to campus. We're getting a glimpse here already. Some week ago, some yesterday up here, Boston University. As an example, uh, the many reporting, and now you're getting a glimpse, good and bad. You're seeing a lot of parties and stuff like that and questionable behavior. Everybody's getting tested, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you would have had a good handle on how it all fit. You know, students returning to campus, football players there living, and, uh, and just how it was all going to work out. And I think the decision would have just been – much more clear to make by then uh, after a couple of weeks of everybody being on campus. So I don't know. Obviously I disagree with the decision. <laughs> Needless to say, I, they just made it too early. Again, I'm not alone. A lot of people think that I don't get it. I just don't get it. 
Yeah, John, uh, one, one thing I wanted to bring up was everyone right now understands that the situation is fluid. So if Correct. you told them, all right, you need to wait with the option that we have to move quickly, everyone is, well, I'm not doing anything any, 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 anyway, so right. uh, I'll just, you know, uh, I'll agree to the situation. I'll, I'll agree to those terms, okay? We have to move fast and quick and fine because we're not doing anything anyway, so let's let's keep it uh, in mind that there's a possibility we could have these events. No reason to rush the decision. Um, and then the other thing was, John, I, I believe, John, that the players – I don't think the colleges will let them get have a union. I think that Northwestern, they kind of challenged that in 2015, but I think they'll have an association. And the one thing I want to bring up about Justin Fields and, and Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama, was on that phone call as well, oh, okay. uh, one of the players from around the country. Uh, John, there's nothing like being organized because you have somebody who is uh, thinking about the future and the tactics and the strategy that needs to be done in a timely fashion. Now, just think about this, John. What if they had this, this phone call and they had somebody who was an organizer of, of their thinking and he came up with the, the, the tactics and the strategy? All right, we need to be a couple steps ahead of the colleges. What if they had that position of two, a petition of 200,000-plus names a couple weeks before they made that decision? I'm not right. sure they could have proceeded to cancel the season. But if you're not organized, John, these are the things that happen. You're a little bit too late, I think. I'm, I mean, could the Big Ten and the Pac-12 change their mind? I guess they could, uh, but I, I, I think it's unlikely. But like I say, I always live in hope, and you know that could happen. But see, if they had that, some type of organization to be unified and be thinking of, of the future, you know, you have to be a couple of steps ahead of these colleges and universities. I mean, their livelihood depends on us, so they're thinking about it every day, and they have been for months and months. Now, John, what's kind of peculiar is, peculiar is the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmerich, backed off any reason to have liability waivers. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't think that was a good idea, and I know some schools propose that type of thing. But, John, how could you have a number of states, it's, I think it's in the 25 to 30 range, playing high school football. And then you have students at the colleges and universities, but you're not going to play football. Right. It's and all just... So the, the, the high school is not worried about any liability. Now, I know that heart disease came up that, and I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it, John. It begins with an M-I-O, something or other. But, exactly. But, I know exactly what you're referring to. I think we but, all do. But... Yeah, but you can get that from other diseases, John, besides Correct. coronavirus. Now, if you if you know that's on the, um, uh, you know, on the docket as far as contracting the virus, and then that could be a possibility. Well, if somebody tests positive, you you're gonna do everything you can to test their heart with the MRIs and and all that equipment is at a big university and a college. They have the facilities, the technical technological capabilities. You're, you go back to your town, little town, maybe they don't have that. Maybe they're not going to even check you for it. So um, I heard that that's one of the major reasons with that specific heart disease, that they were had some serious concerns. But, John, I don't know what you do um, 
down the road in January if things are going to have some type of vaccine, and who knows how successful that will be if it's, you know, injected into people, you still have all these issues. So I'm not sure that the spring and then you're trying to play eight, ten games, then you're trying to play next fall. What if you go through the playoffs? and You're talking 23 games or so, something like that. That's quite a strain on somebody 18 to 22 years old. Well, exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just back to your earlier point, uh, you, you know, the players would have come across much better for them to be proactive, as in put out this petition last weekend ahead of the announcement rather than reacting. And it took them, you know, six days, I believe. I heard first heard about the petition over the weekend. Yeah. The Big Ten announcement was last Monday. So, you know, reactive. And I'm glad they did it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. If it was in front of me. Yeah. I'd sign it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But I, yeah, and I think John, in this country, in the last 20 years, they've they've tried to paint unions and anybody organizing as a something that's not worthy. Well, they people make a mistake. I mean, this is a a terrific learning experience for college students. That you tried to do something, uh, and this is political, of course. You've you've got to get people together, and you right. have to have strategy and tactics and somebody who's looking ahead and counter. You know, you have some counter moves, and uh, you're proactive, as you said. I mean, but you know, that's that's that was a bad word for the last 25 years or so. You know, like in one generation, it went from being, you know, help people. Um, you know, and it's always that pendulum swinging the power. But there's no there's no absolutes in life. You know, you, there's no perfect situation, but I'd much rather be associated with people than be on my own to try to fight it, fight a situation. 100%. And, uh, and AP, as we're speaking, I mean, just so we're all clear, they're showing Justin Fields, and he started the petition to immediately reinstate the Big Ten football season, just so we know what we're, exactly what we're talking about. Uh, but, AP, we've yeah. come to the end of our first segment feel like we've only scratched the surface. I know I have a lot more thoughts. Guessing you do too. And we will get to them on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, 
and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, is on. And AP's veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And we, of course, are digging deep, taking a deep dive into college football and the decision by the Big Ten and Pac-12 to postpone the fall season and the SEC, ACC, and uh, Big 12 to move forward. And AP, uh, we covered a lot of ground in the previous segment, but still a lot more to get to. Uh, I was saying to you over the break, you know, I'm up here in Boston, hardly a college football hotbed by any means. And you lived in New England, too, so you understand that what I'm saying. It's a pro sports area, to put it mildly. And AP, uh, you know, but I grew up in the shadow of Beaver Stadium in central Pennsylvania, and to be standing here today with Penn State not playing and Boston College playing <laughs> is like as weird as it gets for me. Like I can't overestimate the contrast that is for me personally. No, John, it's the, the difference in the conferences, of course. You know, the ACC, they're you know, they have their footprints right near and adjacent to the Southeastern Conference, and that's kind right. of their, I think, their main rival. So they're trying to compete and and, and stay competitive uh, with with the SEC. So they're not backing down from the situation. I mean, John, if you recall, I think in June, maybe July, Clemson had about 35-plus players test positive. Sure. Absolutely. I'll, right? A, a few colleges had a... Had a bunch of players. Yeah, they got LSU into control. got That's to the a message. situation. Yeah, so um, they've weathered that storm, I guess, with with the virus um, at, at Clemson. So, but I think that heart issue was serious for the Big Ten. They, the, you know, and everyone everyone has different doctors, John. Well, that's so, it, AP. You know, you know, guy, you know, guiding your conference, so. I don't know. Maybe they came across some doctors that 
painted a such a bleak picture that that they thought if we have you know one or two, I, I, I thought about this yesterday. I was thinking, what if they had one player that passed away or something serious happened? I mean, do you think the television money would balance out the the settlement that would be paid? I mean, that's and that's what you're looking at. You're looking at cold hard numbers, dollar signs, yeah. and dollar figures to try to see moving ahead make the best decision you know thinking about the player's safety of course and the amount of money that if somebody happened to sue yeah and a couple things on the big 10 and this decision you'll remember that it was a maryland football player who died a couple years ago uh on the practice field i believe uh maryland of course is a member of the big 10 and then last week i talked uh rather extensively about the Facebook post from the mother of a Indiana university, uh, as in member of the big 10 as well, posting where yes. her son had no previous condition, uh, right. tested positive and has really, really had a very, very tough time. Um, and indeed I believe, uh, this concern about this heart condition for this specific kid, uh, football player, I shouldn't call him a kid, um, you know, is a, is a gigantic concern of doctors. And, and the mother in her Facebook posting was crystal clear that IU had done everything right. And she was had no ill will whatsoever against the school, just that her son was yes. previously healthy, no known conditions, tests positive, has real problems, medically in the hospital, what have you, and then the heart condition that everybody has been mentioning um, is being attached to his situation as well. So so there's two pretty major reasons as to, you know, what might have been on the Big Ten's mind. But yeah, then you have on the other side, AP, you know, the I believe you know, the doctor from Duke, uh, of course, a renowned institution, uh, and um, not sure if perhaps he's the head of the ACC doctors or not, right. but he's certainly a part of them. And you know, he thinks right. it's safe to play. It's just that simple. You know, you, you know, just that simple. Uh, yeah. Not so. Yeah, the division of college football has never been more obvious than now. You basically have five conferences walking down different paths no other way to say it yes and uh like i said and then john one other thing we should mention uh, maybe you saw that study by yale university and i yes. think the nba was a partner they came up with i believe it's a saliva test correct it um let's say you're at a small college and that test is only i think i remember it might maybe in the ten dollar range well as i understood it i talked to a, a athletic director from South Alabama, uh, this area, small college, and it's sixty dollars or hundred dollars per test. I mean, you have three hundred athletes. That's thirty thousand dollars every time you take a test, and I'm sure people want to have more than one test. You know, so I think that's a kind of a game changer for some schools down the road if they have this saliva test and it's sufficient and meets all the guidelines and protocol that. I think you'll see some schools probably playing ball again. Yeah, yeah. And again, you said the word game changer because 
it sounds like this could be a bit of a game changer and apparently has been uh, working well in the NBA bubble. Um, and yeah, I, I saw the announcement and it, it, it immediately grabbed my attention. Like it almost feels, you know, tailor-made certainly for sports for now, but hopefully beyond. A little too early to tell, perhaps, but nonetheless, you know, what, what are we just, what have we been saying throughout the show, AP? Things are changing daily. I mean, yeah. The, you know, a week from now, everybody could be looking at this test as like the big thing, the thing we've been waiting for to at least get the testing situation uh, better in a better place, shall we say? So yeah, yeah, more ma- you're more manageable, right? The, the cost. Well, the, the big schools, John, they and it's going to cost them money, million dollars right. or so, million and a half dollars. But they have they have the money so far, even though they complain about not having any money. But uh, the smaller school that just knocks them right out of the, the equation. Oh sure, but it's a multi multi. You know, we've all been hearing. You know. Anywhere from four to seven billion dollar industry, college football in general, and you know you take out the Big Ten and the uh, Pac-12, and you know significant piece. Let's face it; I, I've heard all kinds of figures, but you, you know, safe to say that the big schools—Ohio State, Penn State, UCLA, USC, Oregon—you know—they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars. Period. So. No matter what this test costs, it would be worth it if it works, if it meets the needs of everyone, most importantly, the players themselves and and keeping them healthy, whatever. Um, So, yeah, it's there's just so many angles to it. It's just endless. Um, But, you know, again, I'll just come back to, you know, just my immediate reaction, which has been my immediate reaction for a lot of stuff since the pandemic started, which is. Why not wait to the last possible minute to make these decisions? And in my mind, that would be around Labor Day or immediately following Labor Day weekend with the start date of September 26th, which is a start date for, you know, the conferences that are going forward, if I'm not mistaken. All of them. Yeah, pretty much, Sean. And um, I think, like I said, the transparency issue with the Big Ten, Pac-12, I mean, they should just present those reasons and John, they're going to be criticized uh, for those reasons, I'm sure. But at oh, least yeah. you have something that the parents, the coaches, the players, they can at least uh, counter. And maybe it would change some minds. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. They made their mind up uh, a while back. But to just all of a sudden cancel when you just announced a schedule a couple of days before, uh, why not wait? I mean, what what's the cost? What's the you know, there's pros and cons. What's the con to waiting for each conference? I mean, for each league, why why didn't you wait? And you know, tell me the reason why you had to make this decision right now. Exactly, exactly. And let's keep in mind, we have a new Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, I believe is his name, that follows the legendary Jim Delaney. Uh, he was there for like 25 years. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read today that he, Kevin. Warren gave one press conference to the Big Ten Network, and that's it since the decision. And it was not, uh, back to your word, transparent. It was not transparent enough. That's why you have petitions and 
and from yeah. a big, led by a Big Ten player and uh, parents from, for sure, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska, and probably more, frankly, demanding answers. And none of the, you know, period, nobody was included in the process, apparently. I'm not saying if you should or shouldn't include parents and or players, but it seemed to take them as much by surprise as it did you and I. I don't know. Yeah, John, it's it's incredible that you could have an organization in 2020 and not realize that, that they must come forth and lay everything uh you know, in an email or a press conference or somewhere where people can listen to your reasoning, uh, why you backed off of having a football season. Uh, you just, you know, they're not children. You can't just say, all right, this is the reason, it's, and, and the reason is because. I mean, that they're right. not children. There's a lot of uh, individuals invested their time and their money and all the effort to be on campus for a couple months and they're they're trying to come up with a plan for their future because if they're not playing sports i mean uh i guess they're going to come back to campus but you you want all these uh football players uh not to be idle i mean they want something to play on saturdays and and you know have a season exactly exactly um, yeah, well, AP, we're actually at, uh, up against our final break. So why don't we take that now and still a couple things to wrap up on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. For America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight, where up here in Boston and, of course, nationwide, the Celtics play, begin their playoffs at 6.30 p.m. from the bubble in Orlando. Uh, playing the 76ers, great rivalry there. And then the Bruins play game four. They're up 2-1 against the Carolina Hurricanes at 8 p.m. So uh, a banner night in Boston sports when you have both sports playing meaningful games, playoff games. And AP, it's good to see that uh, we've been talking a lot about the Big Ten and Pac-12 not playing, but a lot of people are playing. And you have to say at this point, the bubbles have been a great success for hockey and basketball. There's no other way to say it, especially when compared with baseball. Yeah, John, if you can get people on the same page and following the protocol and and believing that the team is important, you could have some success. Uh, You know, that's been established uh, through those sports that you mentioned. So, But the trick is to get people uh, to believe in what the doctors are recommending and yep. then you, you have to stay within those parameters. No, no, no one can deviate. Exactly. Everybody has to act responsibly, which uh, they certainly have been. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence. To my knowledge, there has not been one, as in not one, positive test since the hockey uh, world, of hockey, the hockey world assembled in Toronto and Edmonton, in both in Canada. Uh, that, that's a fact not to be lost on us. Canada's done yeah. really well controlling the virus. So there hasn't been one test up yeah. there that's positive yet. And, you it's know, amazing. it's amazing. Amazing. And, you know, knowing hockey players, they are responsible. And, boy, can you imagine that peer pressure if you uh, uh, head out of the hotel to the bar at night? Uh, I think you'd have a whole lot of people beat you up. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks like so to hockey. They, they take it serious. Yeah, they're... It, right. it wouldn't bother them to get in a fisticuffs with you, sure. It fits their mentality perfectly. Like, I'm really not surprised <laughs> I wouldn't have predicted zero positive tests. But I would, I, right. I definitely predicted, like, I think it's going to go well up there. Again, Canada's doing really well controlling the virus uh, as a country. And, you know, hockey players yeah. strike me as the type of people who will act responsibly because they're just so tight and everything the way they it's it's just the makeup of the sport and the people who play it uh but ap i'm just going to end on a final note here which is simply uh that um i'm curious if like will the big 10 allow and i know this is a big ask and pac-12 will they allow colleges to opt out nebraska penn state ohio state and iowa you know have expressed their displeasure with (laughs) the postponement and showing a clear interest in playing. Uh, 
And furthermore, would they let individual players opt out using the, quote, emergency rule, i.e., you know, remember when the Penn State scandal occurred, they let players transfer immediately and play immediately, if I remember correctly. Will they do that? Yes, yes. Big question there. I don't think so, John. Yeah, I don't think so, John. I think the Big Ten, they're going to uh, be steadfast in their decision and and keep everybody in the league and not have any flexibility. And they, they gave the final mandate, no football, and that's what they're going to try to hold hold to for the, uh, this fall. Sadly, I think you're right. Uh, I don't – I think they should allow both or either – I really do. These are unprecedented times. Time to make some unprecedented decisions. I don't know how else to say it. These kids deserve more, whether it's allowing institutions to go create their own schedule, Penn State, Nebraska, or, you know, the Justin Fields of the world, Trevor Lawrence. Well, not Trevor Lawrence. He's playing with the ACC, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's how I'd, I'd like to see that get loosened up. It's been done before. And these are even more more unprecedented times than when it's been done before, at least as far as players being allowed to transfer and play immediately. But AP, show's over. uh, And uh, great discussion, uh, unlike any show we've ever done. And that's what I said after last Monday's (laughs) show. (laughs) And I'll probably be saying the same thing for the next number of weeks, uh, if not longer. Yeah, we we became... No, we became a couple of doctors, John, I think, in the last hour. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, AP, thanks again for calling in. We appreciate your expertise. Yeah, well, thank you, John. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.